0: I wasn't keeping so white and by the fire
1: everyone loves a good killing the more bloody and cruel the killing the more interesting it is likely to be especially when the victims are helpless a woman home alone an infant child but the most fascinating murder of all to the popular mind is a bloody killing of helpless persons with no plausible motive here we have the materials of tabloid journalism here we have the Sharon Tate murders And here, we have the singularly unpleasant ballad of Lampkin. So writes John DeWitt-Niles in his article, Lampkin, the Motivation of Horror, which appeared in the Journal of American Folklore, volume number 90, back in 1977. So when I looked at Round Ballad number 3, which is what this show should be focusing on if I was going according to my own logic. We should be looking at the song The Sprig of Time aka The Seeds of Love, more commonly known these days as Let No Man Steal Your Time, I think. Um, I suspected that that was a song that maybe didn't really appear in the Irish tradition and a small amount of preliminary research seemed to confirm this to me. So I decided to move on up to the numbers. Roud Ballad number four, Lord Thomas and Fair Annette, and Roud Ballad number five, The Three Ravens or The Two Corbies." are similarly not attested to in the Irish tradition. Now, of course, people probably sing these songs these days, but when I'm looking at a song for the show especially, I want to see was it kind of common or was it extant in the Irish tradition. So we're talking about like before the advent of mass media, basically would it have been in the Irish tradition and would it have gotten there through oral culture, oral circulation. Anyway, basically, this is all a lead up to say that we've jumped from route ballad number two, which was the unfortunate rake last month, right up to number seven, which is one of my favourite ballads of all, Long Lankin or False Lankum. And so this is Child Ballad number ninety-three. So that is a song that was collected by Professor Francis James Child, and which was included in his magnum opus, The English and Scottish Popular Ballads. Um, I was introduced to this song via the recording of John Reilly Jr which was made in 1971 by the famous song collector Tom Munley and I've played this song on fire drawn air before but to me this is still my favourite version of the song of all, I've listened to a lot of versions in the past and in researching this show Um, and it might just be my favourite traditional recording of all time because it is just so so magical. The picture that it conjures in my mind never fails to fascinate me. So we're talking about a man in his 20s, most likely illiterate, and living in a tent in the middle of a bog in County Roscommon, singing a 20-odd verse ballad all about lords and ladies living in castles, a song full of mystery, intrigue, murder, like gory, gory imagery. I think there's, like really, there's enough dramatic imagery in this song to rival the best horror films out there. So in the liner notes of this song by Tom Munley, which were included in the album Songs of the Irish Travellers, he says This ballad, Child Number no. 93, was recorded on my first ever field trip for the Department of Education in mid-September 1971. At that time, the Rileys were camped on a bog a few miles from Coot Hall. They did not own a caravan, and we all crowded into the bow tent, which was their home. Also inside were a couple of visiting in-laws sitting on bedding of straw, which, with an oil drum fire, made up the furnishing. Half a dozen young children made a noise not exactly conducive to a good recording quality, and the mother-in-law insisted on joining in all the songs, whether she knew the words or not. I returned in late October to get some better recordings, and on that day there were only eight of us in the tent. We still had problems. Miss Riley was holding a child in her arms and attempting to keep him quiet. Nevertheless, the child would still occasionally wallop the microphone with one of the lollipops i had brought along to help pacify the youngsters. Recording had to be stopped twice as John would be overcome with laughter at the antics of his children. To me, there is so much contained in this recording. It says so much about the power and beauty of singing the role that singing can play in people's lives, how ballads can entertain, inform, educate, so much more. Like really, like at one stage, this this uh, recording of this song was like a jumping off point for me to do a PhD on child ballads in the Irish tradition. And I, I never got around to it because Lankham got too busy. Um, but anyway, that's probably the longest introduction I've ever done to a song. This is John Royley Jr. singing False Langham.
2: Oh, the Lord and his lady They went walking one day Said the Lord to his lady Those words he did say Be aware of false lancum Artisan, he'll be min. Be how we'll fall, and don't let her in. And I'm not afraid of false langcom. Artisan, he'll be i if my door fairly bolted, And my windows hardened, No, the Lord was not long gone, When fast lying come, came in, And he knocked out the door, and a an uh. nurseless uh. say, Now where is the larkan? Artis is he a in He is gone to fair England, far to speak to the king. False Nora, give some joy. Ki wajastab in the side. False Nora, give some joy. Ki wajastab in the night. False Nora, are you asleep or awake? Don't you hear my fine baby? And a crying so awake I cannot please your baby Need a place, milk or wine I would beg you, my lady, Would you that live a while? It is how could I get down there This dark, dreary night Without a fire before me are a candid to lies. You have three of those bright mantles. They're as bright as the moon. You put one head in all around you. You will get one hair soon. She People wanted him all around her. She came tripping downstairs into false slang homes This lady I <laughs> appeared false slang Will you spare me one hour? I'll give you as much money All oh, that lies in my power If you give me is much money That my horses could not draw that will not keep my bright sword from your white naked jaw. False langcom, false langcom, will you spare me one hour? I'll give you my daughter Bessie She's the flock of the flower You call down your daughter Bessie And ascend send her to work far to scour to hold your heart's blood. Daughter Bessie, Daughter Bessie, keep yourself locked up high, cause your dad, oh, he will come here. When he's laid now by and by <laughs> Oh, false land <laughs> come no. Was not land gone Was a right found his place When the Lord came here And the place in last grace There was blood in that cave There was blood in the hall There was blood in the cradle It was far sad in all There was blood in the kitchen There was blood in the hall and the young queen of England Blinded by the wall Daughter Bessie, Daughter Bessie It is who was at inn For he was here twenty of his brave men but line come was hung in was a scaffold so high and in our she was burdened in the hills of her mind <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why you're wrong I don't know
1: so I think it's interesting that John Royley Jr is singing this song with his kids playing around them and I wonder if they remembered the ballad later in life and how they remembered it. So one f- definite function of this song that has been written about is the fact that um, it may have been used to frighten children. Well it was definitely used to frighten children. It appears in Sam Henry's collection The Songs of the People and here we're told that it was collected from a man called Alexander Crawford from Leck in Ballymoney. Who himself learned it from an old travelling woman at the Garry Bog around the year 1887. And in this description we are told that apparently the woman made the children's flesh creep with this sinister song. Anne Gilchrist in an article on the song published in the very first edition of the Journal of the Folk Song Society in 1932, mentions a mother near Whittledean, Northumberland, who only had to go outside, shake a bunch of keys and cry, there's Long Lankin, to recall her straying children at nightfall. In one article I read called Lampkin, The Terror of Countless Nurseries, by John Bartlett and Rika Rubisat, they comment on this aspect of the song and they make the claim that in it we find a landscape similar to that of the Grimm's Tales, timeless, ahistorical, moral, and archetypal. And I definitely agree with this. I think this is something that we find in in plenty of ballads, and I think this is why they kind of have a shortcut into that subconscious part of our mind because they um, very much have the same approach, same, same worldview in a way as like the kind of the classic fairy tales that we're all aware of. So they say that in ballads, the rhythm of the words, the simplicity of the story, the marriage of tune and tale and the absence of psychological complications provide a language that a child can readily absorb. The violence rather than repelling a child adds to a ballad's appeal, and child psychologists such as Bettelheim speak out against the expurgation of violence in fairy tales. They argue that children have real fears which purged from fairy tales makes them ineffective. More, there is the implication that children's fears are not real. So speaking of ballads like this appealing to children, in the notes for the following recording Helen Diamond says that Long Lankin was the first song she ever learnt. She says that some of my earliest musical memories are of singing Long Lankin as a child and enjoying the shocked reaction of unsuspecting listeners at the gory plot. So this is Helen Diamond and Long Lankin.
3: Said the Lord to the lady as he mounted his horse Beware of Long Lankin who lives on the moors Said the Lord to the lady as he went on his way Beware of long Lankin who lives in the hay. See, the doors are all bolted and the windows all pinned and leave not a crack for a mouse to peep in. So the doors were all bolted and the windows all pinned but at a small peep in the window long Lankin crept in. "'Where's the lord of the household?' "'Cried Long Lincoln. "'He's away off to London,' says the false nurse to him. "'Where's the lady of the household?' "'Cried Long Lincoln. "'She's asleep in her chamber,' said the false nurse to him. "'Where's the heir of the household?' Right Long Lankin, he's asleep in his cradle, said the false nurse to him. We'll pinch him and we'll prick him, all over with the pen, and that'll make the lady for to come down to him. So they pinched him and they pricked him, all over with the pen, and the false nurse held the basin for the blood to drip in. Oh, nurse, I you slumber. Oh, nurse, I you sleep. You leave my little baby to cry and to weep. Oh, nurse, I you slumber. Oh, nurse, I you snore. You leave my little son for to cry and to roar. I've tried him with the milk, I've tried him with the pop. Come down, my pretty lady, and rock him in your lap. I've tried him with the rattle, I've tried him with the bow. Come down, my pretty lady, and rock him yourself. How dare I come down in the dead of the night? When there's no candle burning, nor no fire's alight. You have three silver gowns, all bright as the sun. Come down, my pretty lady, I'll buy the light of one. So the lady came downstairs, she was thinking no harm. Long, long, again, he stood ready for to catch her in his arm. There's blood in the kitchen. There's blood in the hall. There's blood in the parlour where the lady did fall. Her handmaid stood up at the window so high. And she saw her lord and master come a riding close by. Oh, master, oh, master, don't lay no blame on me. T'was the false nurse and lankin' that killed your lady. Oh, master, oh, master, don't lay no blame on me. Twas the false nurse and lankin' that killed your baby. Long Lankin shall be hanged on the gallows, so I, and the false nurse shall be born in the fire close by.
1: Long Lankin living in the gorse and the hay, to me, in these versions, there's something very, very creepy about it, like he's some kind of malign nature spirit. And indeed, later on in the show, we'll get back to this point because there might be something in this another ver- version another irish version and um, this time from sean corcoran of drohada has this element but also another important motif that appears in some versions of the song maybe one of the oldest um, motifs in the song that disappeared later on depending on who you listen to because there's there's been so much written about this ballad over the years but um the motif that i'm talking about is the one that Lampkin or Lankham or whatever the villain may be called in the particular version built the castle for the Lord but he never got paid for it. And this is what gives him the motivation for his ghastly crime. I like this Sean Corcoran's version as well because it has uh, this only, I've heard this motif appearing in only one other American version but that's that um, Lampkin builds a little window. When he was building the castle he built a little window known to only himself so he could creep in and out without anybody else realizing and that's oh, just so fucking creepy isn't it like oh so sean corcoran the lambkin says
4: the lord to the lady as he mounted his horse Beware of the lambkin that lives in the moss, says the Lord to the lady as he left his home. Beware of the lambkin that lives by himself alone. The Lumpkin been as fine a mason as ever laid a stone. He built Lord Leydon's castle, but payment got known. He built it well within, and he built it well without, and he built a false window to creep in and out. The lambkin being so bold as to come that same night And he called for his jewel and his own heart's delight Good morrow, good morrow, then says the lambkin Good morrow, good morrow, says the false nurse to him where is the lord of this house? Or is he within? He is gone to far London to wait on the king. And where is the eldest son? Or is he within? He is gone to far London to wait upon them. And where is the lady of this house, or is she within? She's above in her chamber, says the false nurse to him. How can we get her down? Then says the lamkin, There's a child in the cradle, and let us wound him. They cut him in the forehead, and they cut him in the cheek, till the two ends of the cradle with his heart's blood did reek. Then the lambkin fell to rock, and the false nurse to sing, and with every rock that he did get his heart's blood did spill. Oh, nurse, dearest nurse, how can you sing so loud when you hear my poor baby crying so loud? Oh, I've tried him with breast milk and I've tried him with pap. Come down, dearest lady, and rock him in your lap. How can I come down this dark and drear night with no fire burning and no candlelight? Oh, you have two bright mantles, far brighter than the sun. Put one of them on you, and come down by the light of one. Oh, the lady came down, and she thinking no harm, till a sturdy bull-lampkin caught her in his arms. Oh, mercy, oh, mercy, cried the lady to him. No, mercy, no, mercy, said the false nurse to him. There is blood in the kitchen, there is blood in the hall, there is blood in the parlour, the worst blood of all. The lambkin was hanged on the gallows so high, and the false Norse was born in the fire close by.
1: So there are a few different theories as to the originations of this song, and depending on who you listen to, the song either stems from Northumberland in the north of England, or Balwerie in Fife, Scotland, or somewhere in between. Um, sometimes you'll see it being referred to as a border ballad and I, the only reason I can think for this is that some versions of it were collected around the border between England and Scotland. and um, Not really a, hel- a helpful term there. Um, but the earliest printed version that we find was from Kent and it appears in Bishop's, per- Bishop Percy's Reliques of Ancient English Poetry which was published in 1775. The recording I'm going to play now is of a man called Ben Butcher. He was a gamekeeper in Hampshire, and as far as I know, this was recorded by Bob Copper of the famous Copper family in July
5: 1955. Praise the Lord to the Lady I am now just going out So beware of false lanky in the dead hour of night, what cares I for a lanky or any office king? When the doors are all bolted and the windows all pinned, the sun has the lord. Was this out of sight Then down came false lanky In the dead hour of night He pinched that pretty baby Which caused us to cry And the nursemaid sat singing I shall all lay bye-bye I cannot keep it quiet With milk nor with pap Come down, you fair lady And take it in your lap Down came this false lady not a-think in any arm When there stood false lanky For to catch her in his arm False lanky, false lanky Spare me life for one treat You shall have as much gold as There's stones in my street False lanky, false lanky, save me life for one hour. You shall have my daughter Betsy, she's the finest of flower. Go and fetch your daughter Betsy, she may do you some good. She will hold the silver basin. For to catch her mother's blood, there was blood in the kitchen. There was blood in the hall. There was blood in the parlor where the lady did fall. Oh, the nursemaid shall be hanged on the gallows. False lanky shall be burned in the furnace close by.
1: Now, another English recording of the song, um, I suppose this is only a fragment because it's only a few verses, but this is recorded from a man called George Fradley from the north of England. And he said that he used to sing this song when he was milking cows, which really... I just find this really fascinating with regards to the functionality of traditional songs. We saw before how it was used in some situations as a means to scare children, get them to come home on time. This time it was used as a, a milking song to encourage cows to milk more easily. Um, so this is George Fradley and this one is just called Lankin.
0: I used to sing these songs when we were milking by hand. You can have my daughter Betsy so young and so sweet you can have as much money as the stones in the street i don't want your daughter betsy or the stones in the street i would rather see your life's blood rolling down at my feet false Lankin nipped the baby and caused it to cry And the nurse kept on singing your baby, bye-bye There was blood on the staircase There was blood in the hall There was blood on the carpet Where the lady did fall
1: So recently I've been finding out more about folk song scholar and performer A.L. Lloyd or Bert Lloyd, as he's sometimes called. Now, I wasn't aware of this until only a few months ago, but it seems that he was, let's say, very free and easy about um, changing songs around, chopping and changing verses from different versions, changing airs as he saw fit. And now, this is nothing new, and it's something that every traditional singer does to some degree or another, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I think the issue with A. L. Lloyd was that he wasn't always upfront about this, and he would often present the songs as if he had found them that way and would claim that he did when you, you find out from, um, well, there's you know better minds than me who have looked into this kind of thing and found out that he didn't collect them that way. And he would often change them. And sometimes it seems just like downright lie about his sources. Um, so there's an argument um, I'll put a link to this article in the show notes, but um, this argument that early song collectors in England sometimes misrepresented the repertoires of singers that they were collecting from in that they overemphasized the modal tunes. Um, Now, that would be songs that we would perceive as being in a minor key. Now, the argument goes that what they were trying to do was... Trying to show that traditional songs were something different and something apart from Western art music, so they were really, really like overemphasizing this aspect of traditional songs. But it maybe wasn't as representative as that. You know, obviously there were songs with modal tunes, but m- not as many as were represented in the collections. Now there's you know arguments for and against this, but um. The reason why I mention this now is because apparently A.L. Lloyd was fond of doing this to songs and um, there was a talk by the scholar Brian Peters a few months ago when he talked about how A.L. Lloyd did this for the songs that are on the album A Bird in the Bush, erotic folk songs um, and to me it sounds like this might have been something that was happening here with this recording because it's in a very modal sounding, I don't know which which mode it's in, but. um I'm not, I don't know that much about it, but it definitely has that minor sound. And I haven't heard this air in any other versions, apart from ones that came after A.L. Lloyd. So it seems like he might have just conjured this up himself. Um, but anyway, it's it's very fitting for the song. Like, no matter what you say about, you know, um, authenticity or anything like that, it does fit the actual theme of the song very well. So this is A. Lloyd and Long Lankin.
6: Said the Lord to the lady, as he mounted his horse, Beware of long lankin' that lives in the moss. Said the Lord to the lady, as he rode away, Beware of long lankin' that lives in the hay. Let the doors be all bolted And the windows all pinned And leave not a hole for a mouse to creep in So he kissed his fair lady and he rode away And he was in fair London town before the break of day the doors was all bolted And the windows all pinned Except one little window Where Lankin crept in Where's the lord of this house? Says Long Lankin He's away in fair London Said the falseness nurse to him Where's the little heir of this house? said Long Lankin He's asleep in his cradle, said the false nurse to him We'll prick him, we'll prick him all over with a pin and that'll make milady to come down to him So he pricked him, he pricked him all over with a pin and the nurse held the basin for the blood to flow in. Oh nurse, how you slumber! Oh nurse, how you sleep! You'll leave my little son Johnson to cry and to weep. I've tried him with apples, I've tried him with a pear, Come down, my fair lady, and rock him in your chair. I've tried him with milk, and I've tried him with pap. Come down, my fair lady, and rock him in your lap. How can I come down so late in the night? Where's no fire burning nor candle to give light Your three silver mantles as bright as the sun come down me fair lady or by the light of one My Lady came down the stairs a thinking no harm? Long Lankin stood ready to catch her in his arm There's blood in the kitchen There's blood in the hole There's blood in the parlor Where my lady did fall Her maiden looked out From the turret so high and she saw her master from London riding by Oh master, oh master, don't lay the blame on me T'was the false nurse and lankin that killed your fair lady Long lankin was hanged on a gibbet so high and the falseness was burned in a fire close by.
1: So this might not come as a surprise, but a number of more modern uh, kind of folk related acts have made very creepy, numinous, eerie, dark arrangements for the song. Um, I'm going to play a group now called The Hair and Moon from the UK. They Um, played what they referred to as spook folk and from what I understand they're quite popular amongst this like folk horror revival kind of scene but this was recorded in 2010 and they called it Long Lankin. So there's been, like I mentioned earlier, there's been a lot written about this ballad over the years and I'll yeah, I'll put a few references to different journal articles into the show notes for anyone who wants to look into it further, some stuff up on JSTOR and that. But for now, I want to mention a few different interpretations of the ballad, most of which hinge on the motivation behind the murder. So there's been a number of explanations given for this over the years. and um, One of them is pure revenge that False Lankham or Long Lankin wanted revenge against the Lord because he built a house and wasn't paid. There's other interesting ones about ritual sacrifice and Masonic rites um, that have to do about mixing the lady's blood in the silver basin with the mortar to put into the house for different reasons. Now we know like back in the past, going back into prehistory and in Ireland anyway, we know that um, sacrifices were made and immured or built into like foundation stones and things like that. And that's something that survived into modern times where people would bury a horse skull underneath a flagstone in the house. And um, the explanation behind this kind of changed over the years to people who say, oh, it was better for dancing. It would be more of, have more of an echo if you had a horse skull under it. But it's something that's widely attested to. And I remember reading a few years ago a book about um, religion in prehistoric Ireland, written by an old lecturer of mine called Dohio o where he wrote about the fact that this would have stemmed originally from actual sacrifices, going back to animal sacrifices, maybe even human sacrifice back in the day. So that's one interpretation of the blood in the basin. there's another one where Lampkin is seen as a symbol of the devil, or maybe some kind of fairy creature who is looking for payment for a bargain. Um, there is yeah, there was an interesting article I read that was looking at Scandinavian folk legends in this context, and it it did make a quite a um, convincing case for that. Another one, and Anne Gilchrist, who I mentioned earlier on, she was behind this theory that Lampkin was actually a leper. And the bloodletting into the silver basin was a kind of a purification, or it was believed to be a cure for leprosy if you could um, get the blood of an innocent in a silver basin and that maybe Lampkin was a leper. Um, and then again, some people have seen the ballad as being symbolic of revolt against the nobility by the peasantry, this kind of like, um, you know, working class resistance angle that, uh, you know, it's, it's it's an appealing one, I, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, And I think it's interesting, I like reading different theories and opinions behind the reasons for these songs. You know, I just like to entertain them momentarily. I don't agree with any one over any other one, just like I don't favour really any versions of the songs over other ones. I don't think that, well, you know, maybe I do have a favourite version, but I don't think that anyone is more correct than any other ones. Um, And like these theories, you know, sometimes people are very fond of ascribing these, like, theories to the songs and sometimes there's no theory to it, it's just entertainment. But um I oh know this leads me on anyway, this leads me on to the, the wonderful world of Steel I Span. And it seems over the last few months that um making these bonus episodes, any song I've been looking at, Steel I Span, a recorded version at some stage or another. Um, and I never listened to them much before. Like and it might not be my favourite type of music but Geez, they they bring some colour to the world and to these shows. And I love this version of Long Lankin that they recorded. This is from their 1975 album, Commoner's Crown. Hmm. So here's an oddity that I came across while I was working on a show and this was an instrumental by Robin Williamson of The Incredible String Band and someone called Lawson Dondo and this really brings us up to Scotland, which is an interesting story because it didn't seem to um, last in the tradition in Scotland, it seemed to have become extinct at some stage. But I'll play this um, instrumental first, see what you think of this. So, as I said there, the song seems to have become extinct in Scotland over the years. Um, There is one fragment that I found, this is the only one I found, there is a modern version of Alexander Roberts singing it, but the only real, I suppose, traditional recording was of a man called Alexander Robb from Aberdeenshire, and this was recorded sometime between 1929 and 1935 by a man called Dr James Madison Carpenter. It's only a fragment of the song again, it's two verses. Um, and it's the one where the the nurse is calling down the lady and trying to get her down to to, to calm the crying baby. So the words here are: "Oh, still my bairn, nurse! Oh, still him with the pap. He willna still, madam, for this nor for that. Oh, still my bairn, nurse! Oh, still him with the bell. He willna still, madam, till you come down yourself." Um, it's an old wax cylinder recording, so it's it's kind of hard to make that out. But this is Alexander Robb. So there's lots and lots of versions of this song from the USA, and I don't know if many of you are familiar with the YouTube channel called uh, Reynard the Fox, but check that out. I'll stick a link in the show notes. But um, it's it's an absolute treasure trove, like one of the best things that's popped up over the last few years. Plenty of versions of. Child ballad number 93 on that channel. But I'm gonna play just a handful of them now in the show. First one I'm gonna play is a woman called Heedy West, who you might be familiar with. She sang a version which she called Bowl Lampkin in 1968 on her topic album Ballads. And her and A L. Lloyd wrote the album sleeve notes together. They say The song has many titles: Lampkin, Bold Lampkin, Bold Lantern, Bolican, False Linfin, and even Young Alantia. The grisly old story of the mason who builds a castle, is cheated of his fee and exacts a murderous revenge with blood everywhere, relates distantly to the ancient legend, which has been the subject of marvellous ballads in Eastern Europe, of the master builders who make a human sacrifice in the foundations of new buildings, or who use human blood in mixing the cement. The vivid story has been memorable to singers all over the Eastern states and the Midwest. This version is from North Carolina, from Frank C. Brown's collection.
7: Lampkins was as fine a mason as ever laid stone He built a fine castle and pay he got none Said the landlord to the lady when I'm from home Beware of Bo Lampkins should he catch you alone Oh no, said the lady, you need not fear him Our doors are all bolted and our windows barred in Bo Lampkins rode by when the landlord was away and seeing a false nurse at a window did say, oh, where is the landlord or is he at home? He's gone to Mary England or to visit his son. And how shall I enter Said Lampkins to her The false nurse then arose And unbolted the door If the lady is Upstairs how shall we get her down We'll stick her little baby Full of needles and pens Bo Lampkins Rocked hard in the false Nurse she sung While the tears and red Blood from the cradle did run The lady Come downstairs not thinking of harm Bo Lampkins then arose and caught her in his arms oh spare me Bo Lampkins oh spare me a day and you shall have as much gold as your horse can take away oh spare me Bo Lampkins oh spare me a while can't you hear how mournful my little baby does cry oh spare me Bo Lampkins oh spare me an hour and you shall have my daughter Betsy, my own blooming flower. You can keep your daughter Betsy to wait in the flood. Here hold the silver basin to catch your heart's blood. Oh, stay, daughter Betsy, in your chamber so high till you hear your dear father as he comes riding by. Oh, father, said Betsy, when the landlord come home, Bo Lampkins killed my mother while you was gone. Bo Lampkins was hanged to the gallows so high while the false nurse was burned to a stake standing by.
1: The next version I'm going to play is by Frank Prophet of North Carolina. This was recorded in 1959 by Frank Warner, and it's on the album Frank Prophet Sings Folk Songs. That was recorded in 1962. He called it Bo Lampkin.
8: Bo Lampkin was a spiny mason, as ever laid a stone. He built a fine castle, and the pay he got none. He built a fine castle, and pay he got none. He swore by his maker he'd kill them unknown. Be wires of old Lampkin when I'm gone from home. Beware of the bow Lampkin when I'm gone from home. Bow Lampkin he comes to the castle, And he knocked loud and long. There was no one as ready as a fortress. She arose and let him in. Oh, where is the landlord? Or is he at home? Oh no, he's gone to Murray, England for to visit his son He's gone to Murray, England for to visit his son How will we get her downstairs such a dark night as it is stick pins and needles in the little baby. Stick pins and needles and the little baby, Bowl lamp can rock the cradle and the fortress she sung. While the tears and the red blood from the cradle it run, While the tears and the red blood from the cradle it run. The lady coming downstairs, not thinking no harm. Bo Lampkins stood ready. He caught her in his arm. Bo Lampkins stood ready. And he caught her in his arms. Bo Lampkins, Bo Lampkins, spare my life one hour. You can have my daughter Betsy. My own bloomin' flower, You can have my daughter Betsy My own bloomin' flower, Bo Lampkin, Bo Lampkin spare my life one day You can have all the gay gold Your horse can tote away You can have all the gay gold Your horse can tote away Oh, keep your daughter Betsy, for to go through the flood, To scour the silver basin that catches your heart's blood. Daughter Betsy was a settin' in the castle so high, She saw her dear father come a ridin' hard by. Dear father, dear father, Come see what's been done, Bo Lampkin has been here. And he's killed your dear son Bo Lampkins has been here He's killed your baby Bo Lampkins has been here And killed your lady Bo Lampkins was hung to the scaffold so high
1: And the fortress was burned to a stake standing by now the next recording I'm going to play is of a woman called Miss Lena barr turby phil and she was also from North Carolina, from Elk Park and this was recorded even earlier in 1939.
9: Bo Lincolns was a very fine mason as ever laid stone. He built a fine castle and the pay he got now Where is the gentleman, is he at home? He's gone down to Marion For to visit his son Where is the lady Is she at home She's upstairs sleeping Said the foster to him How will we get her down Such a dark night as this We'll stick her little baby Full of needles and pins they stuck her little baby full of needles and pins The foster she rocked and Bo Lincoln's he sung While blood and tears from the cradle did run Down come my lady not thinking any harm Oh Bo Lincolns he took her in his arms Bo Lincolns, Bo Lincolns, spare life one day. I'll give you many marigolds that my horse can carry away. Bo Lincolns, Bo Lincolns, spare life one hour. I'll give you daughter Bessie, my own blooming flower. You better keep your daughter Bessie for to run through the flood ask our silver basin for to catch your heart's blood daughter bessie climbed up in my window so They hung old Bolakins to the sea gallows tree and tied the foster to the stake of standby. Uh, Miss Turberfield, from wh- from whom did you learn that song? From my mother. What was her name? Molly Barrett. And how long ago was that, do you remember? About how old were you, maybe? You oh, I was 5 years old. Five years old? Do you remember anything, how you learned it from her then? Mother used to sing for us every night, yeah. just about every night anyway, when we were children. Uh-huh. Mother died when I was seven. Oh. And I learned that before she died.
8: But, but she'd sing it every night? And how would you catch on to it?
9: Just the way she'd sing it. And I'd remember it the next day. I'd be out playing and be singing it to myself. Well, you mean the next day you'd sing the whole song? A song of this, as long as relations, let's say? Well, perhaps not all of it, but a good part? A good part of it. Uh-huh. And then then, how would you learn the rest of it? By hearing her sing it again. Or maybe and maybe one you, of the other children would get one verse, and me and another one would put them together. Well, I mean, would you ask her to sing it over again?
8: Yeah. And she would?
9: She would.
8: But did you ever sing it back to her to ask to see if, she, if, she, if you had it right? Yeah. And what did she say?
9: That that was right.
1: And very interesting to see the fact that in the States, as well as in Ireland and England, kids were drawn to this song. There was some kind of appeal to children in particular. Okay that's nearly it for today's show. Thanks a million for listening and I hope you enjoyed the dive into the ghoulish, grisly and horrifying world of Long Lankin. Um, I'm going to play one more version now before we go and this I suppose really fits in with what I was saying earlier on about modern like folk groups and people who do arrangements of this song and that they really go all out on the kind of horror elements but this one is like, this next one is, it's kind of gas actually. It's To me it sounds like something straight out of a Tim Burton film. Um, like Beetlejuice or The Nightmare Before Christmas or something like that. It's really interesting that that's the kind of arrangement that they've chosen to go for. But it's the Wainwright sisters with Long Lankin. Um, just want to say, yeah, good luck. And I hope you're keeping well out there with this um, renewed lockdown business that's going on. Rest assured, I'll still be here doing what I do... ...throwing out stuff for you to listen to every few weeks. I have a new bonus show coming out in two weeks. Um, that's kind of following on from the Wild Rover podcast... ...and that's going to be a look at the broadsheet ballad culture... ...or the ballad sheet culture in Ireland... ...in the 17th, like, 18th, 19th, 20th centuries. Um, just a short little show and just something for, yeah, for people's interest. So keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime... Take care of yourselves and good luck.
10: Said my lord to my lady as he mounted his horse Beware of long lankin that lives in the moss Said my lord to my lady as he rode away Beware of long lankin that lives in the hay let the doors be all bolted and the windows all
1: and leave not a hole
10: for a mouse to creep in so he kissed his fair lady and he rode away and he was in fair London before the break of day the doors were all bolted and the windows all Where Lankin crept in Where is the lord of this house, said Lankin He's away in fair London, said the false nurse to him Where's the little heir of this house, said Lankin He's asleep in his cradle, said the false nurse to him We'll prick him, we'll prick him